0: and he literally said i couldn't afford whatever anymore so i had to go find heroin but it's just not the same like jesus (laughs) christ on a bike (laughs)
1: it's like where do you even start looking
0: (laughs) right and the fact that he could find it so easily i'm like jeep Like,
1: hey yo i need some heroin (laughs) this entire group of people do y'all have any connections (laughs) it's like the the cameraman and the
0: sound guy like is he talking to us (laughs)
1: Alrighty, and welcome back to another episode of the Cloud Cone Podcast. My name is Sean.
0: My name is Sarah, and we're going to just dive into a couple of subjects today. Uh, mm. One about something where Sean Michael is right now, and then uh, something I actually brought up uh, a week or two ago that I saw that I think is a major good story, but to start off.
1: Yeah. So I almost got fired. <laughs>
0: I mean, not a big shock if you've been listening. Right. <laughs> like, his heart's not in it.
1: <laughs> my heart is not in it. But uh, I almost got fired. Um, I It's totally on me. Like, everything that has happened is because of my actions.
0: At least you're being big about it. And being like. Yeah, I'm not
1: going <laughs> to blame anybody who works at that job. But, I mean, uh, I was like, uh, late- on countless occasions I was late maybe like two minutes like very small amounts but I mean it's still late so they have to mock me for it and I understand that uh, and uh, on this occasion I was driving to work I was halfway there and then my I had a flat tire and so I pulled over to the side and flat tire everybody knows how, what that is and everybody knows how it happens I mean Mine was it blew out, so you know, not often. Maybe it had a bubble in it, who knows? And I didn't have a jack on me. So
0: And it was pouring down rain. Hard.
1: <laughs> no, was it?
0: Was it? I thought you said it was. No. Oh.
1: On my way back it was. Oh. But I was driving on a donut that was had that was pretty much bald. <laughs> but no, it was very, it was like 97 degrees and it was like really humid. Oh, outside.
0: that's right. You said you were sweating. You were wet from being sweaty. Yeah. Not wet from being yummy. <laughs> so <laughs> then I
1: was like, I had to change a tire. Uh, I had to call my mom. She came and brought me the jack and then I changed the tire. And.
0: Congrats on you for actually knowing how to change a tire.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh Shout out to Jose. I mean, Jose taught my friend Jacob how to change a tire. And then I, you know, I had to piece together that. And then also I was searching up how to change the brakes. So I kind of just pieced it together.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> so obviously a smart individual who can learn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh,
0: so you was late.
1: I was late, I was late. Like uh, I was supposed to be there at 11, 11, 11 to 11, 15. And I got there at 12. 10
0: yeah and you did call your supervisor and letting him know that you were late
1: i did call my supervisor tell her that i was going to be late uh because of the tire and you know there is nothing i could really do it wasn't on it wasn't at that time it wasn't on me i mean it was because of my tire and she was like you know i understand i don't know what they're going to do like what her supervisor is going to do because on paper it just shows that i've
0: been late yeah
1: so i understood i was like okay she was like well i guess you get to work after you're done so i was like all right so every time i go to work i was bringing extra a pair of you know clothes because it was my job sometimes your clothes are gonna get ruined it's just part of the game
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) ruined you mean like ripped or something yeah and so you'd be naked or (laughs)
1: Like, you know, your pants will rip or your shirt will get clipped. Like, uh, it'll just, you know, you'll get shredded uh, or it'll get caught on something and it'll just rip. Shout but, out to
0: Kanye's work or his clothing life yeah. with all the rips and holes. Right. <laughs> if
1: you look at my shoes, there's a big rip on it. Jeez. But uh,
0: anyway, so he had an extra pair of clothes. He went and changed in it. So I changed
1: when I got there, you know, and then they were like, I mean. You know, there's not, there's not much that we can do, but we'll try and work something out and then, you know, come to find out, you know, I can still keep my job, but it was very crazy. Like in those moments I was thinking, cause I was, it's the middle of the night where I think the most, right? Like on my ways to work, I'm always thinking, or I'm just listening to music to try and drown out my thinking. Jeez. <laughs> and, uh. Because like on my way to work, I drive down this long road, that yeah. it doesn't doesn't like I don't have to take think about turning. Yeah, you just go straight. And so on those roads, I mean I'm pretty sure a lot of people know that you think of so much, and
0: zone out basically. Yeah.
1: So I was just like I was, you know, listening to music, you know, I was singing along and stuff like that.
0: Oh, so Michael <laughs> singing along to the song.
1: Yeah, I do that whenever we drive. <laughs> but uh, so I was drowning it out, drowning out all my thoughts and everything. So when I had to pull over at this Vietnamese restaurant and just sit in my car to wait, I was on my phone, but dude, just, you know, I guess, like the music off and nothing was really clicking on social media or anything like that. So I couldn't grab my attention. It was just like, you know thought after thought after that mm-hmm. and that's one of my biggest flaws is that i overthink you know i'll have like a terrible time trying to decide on what to eat
0: <laughs> <laughs> let alone life decisions i can't even imagine
1: yeah like i'll be sitting in the car and i'm like are right, you gonna go get something you're gonna go get something and i come back inside and my mom's like you still haven't left and i'm like i don't think i'm gonna go get anything <laughs> but um So it just hit me all in a wave, like, you know. Are
0: going to lose this job? What am I going to do? Yeah.
1: And then it kind of, I wouldn't say that I was stuck, because I hate using that word. Because, I mean, you can define that as a lot of things, and you'd never want to really be stuck. But it was saying, like, if I, the job is you know, am I shackled to it or am I using it? Am I taking advantage of this job yeah. or is it taking advantage of me? Yeah. And it was very, I, I mean, I don't, it wasn't eye-opening. It was something that I've already, that I knew.
0: Yeah. You've asked yourself several times.
1: Yeah. This job, I hadn't, like, I thought I was going to be there for like six, seven months. I was working there because my friend was working there. And, you know, we had some, we had some great times working there. And then he left. And. You bastard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, you know, the job just kind of got, it just kind of got boring. And it was just like the run of the thing. Like I work here to get money. Yeah. But if you work full time here, it's just very, it just, it takes your entire life because. Your schedule here and working full time. It. (laughs) you like eat live and breathe this job
0: yeah because leaves very little room to like do anything else because it's odd hours and so forth most of the world's awake when you're trying to sleep the
1: other people who work in this job uh which i'm 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 an overnight stalker people who work in this job they work full-time and i like talk to them all the time and they they don't do anything else besides come to work
0: yeah but they,
1: they only do things on our off days. Yeah. And you know, it's only two days. And even then, it's just like, oh, just catching up on sleep. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're droning, right? And but I mean,
0: but you good can't, on
1: them because I mean, they they're making a living and they get paid good money. Yeah. Like whenever we when I was working full time, because on my first couple of weeks, I was working full time hours, even though I was a part time yeah employee and i was getting paid pretty good like i was getting paid weekly and that's pretty good for me at the time so i can understand why they would want this job right i mean they've they've been in it for a while
0: so they probably have more raises and they get probably paid more hourly and stuff like that
1: yeah but even then they're still on full-time
0: yeah and And then on on top of that yeah yeah.
1: full-time there isn't a lot of room for error you know yeah part-time they're like okay i mean you're part-time <laughs> <laughs> but uh so it just gave me a lot of i don't like a lot of pressure like what is my next step what is your purpose i know for a sec- for a fact i'm not gonna be at the job but this is not your this dream is not job. my career yeah no when uh somebody who i know who works there said that they had worked there for x amount of years and it was a lot of years honestly made me feel depressed yeah i felt like (laughs) impending doom because i just didn't understand at her or at their position you know it's not even to me it wasn't a position that would warrant that much time Mm. but i mean she was proud of it so i'm not gonna take that away from her yeah you know if you know what you want go ahead and go for it but for me as a person who You know, I've seen all this. I've seen a bunch of jobs. I've seen many careers and I've seen people work them and I've, you know, I worked through a few, you know, I've been through retail, fast food. I mean, if you want to call Starbucks fast food, uh, dealing with customers and stuff like that. And I've been through, you know, and that, and a lot of fast food restaurants, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know that you have to deal with a lot of shit. Yeah a lot of people don't know that a lot of you have to deal with a lot of people who are ignorant and have never worked in retail or fast food so they don't know what you've been through all they know is that it's not they even have,
0: ignorant it's just unselfaware yeah
1: they know that they have needs and that you need to meet those needs if not you're the problem and it's
0: you know, your fault <laughs> yeah it's
1: your fault and they're gonna make your day a living hell if they can
0: Yeah, because they're they're addiction. They're all addicts. I mean, really what it is, like even food people, I've always said that I never wanted to work in like fast food, like McDonald's or anything like that, or even in a restaurant, because if you have to deal with people, and this is even because of some of the friends I even have, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, it's like, shh. (laughs) They're going to spit in your food.
1: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, and when people are just like, when we go to order food, and my friend's like, oh, oh, I forgot to order this. Can you tell them to order it at the window? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, you can tell them, but I'm not going to tell them. And then they're like, all right. And then they went over like, they like, hey, can I get this uh, as well at the window? And they were like, oh. <laughs> the guy at the window. And I was like, yo, man, I feel you
0: right and we were like i don't i can't be seen with you anymore yeah, i'm
1: like, I'm sorry i ordered everything i wanted at the at the at the drive
0: because that's what you're supposed to do yeah
1: uh but you know shout out to everybody who's worked you know retail jobs and you know fast food you so, know how it is you yes. know that it can be stressful and it, you know a lot of people don't want to a lot of people been having bad days so they want to make your day bad and yeah, even though you're you know, just piling on to what you've already deal with. And so I know that I didn't wanna be in those careers. I see it as just stepping stones.
0: Yeah, which some people are, and some other people would really vibe with that, and it's not knocking in at all. Like you said, that one lady who said that's really what she likes to do. And I, I want to stop that criticism that this is a stepping job overall, because for some people, they like that. They like just being able to show up, not have to be responsible. Cause that was me for a little bit. It's like, I really enjoy not have to lead somebody, be responsible for anything. Just be able to clock in, clock out, do the job, enjoy it and go home. Yeah. Like there's some people who really love that. And that's great. And that's what these jobs for are, you know, for those people and for people who just need experience or just need to have something, help fund them or everything. But so anyways, yeah. so you feel pressure now. Where you kind of had, you've had this thing you've kind of dabbled with, but you never really truly faced. And now you have an actual pressure, like we've learned in previous podcasts before that you do really well under pressure. You're like Uh Calvin Hobbes. I'll never forget that one skit where he's all like, aren't you going to work on your, uh, your essay or something? It was like, and Calvin is all like, nah, nah, you know. And he's like, I've um, procrastination is my skill because I work great under pressure or something like that.
1: Yeah. That's all I was telling my mom. Like, <laughs> you know, if it, I was like, if it ain't last minute, it ain't
0: me. Right. Which <laughs> <laughs> just makes me so like, I can't do that. I hate it when I do that to myself now, because I know it's not my best work when mm. I wait last minute and something always gets forgotten if I'm in a rush.
1: Mm.
0: But, but anyways, um, so now you have this question. Yeah. Uh
1: so i was just it just hit me like and then in the in my job you are by yourself most of the time doing great for an overthinker yeah i know <laughs> for hours at, like for three four hours you're by yourself just working by yourself and you don't talk to anybody you have to like report here and there but- you're like
0: selling this job to those introverts who don't want to be bothered and just want to listen to like maybe if a podcast
1: yeah right <laughs> i do listen to podcasts or i listen to music while i'm working but i mean even then you know
0: I or still listen do. to something educational or whatever but my problem is i'll start listening and not and i'll put a bunch of applesauces where you know they don't belong or something
1: <laughs> but uh so i was at the like I'm, on that day i was thinking they were gonna fire me when the morning came around
0: you're going to be done with your work and be like, and that's a wrap.
1: Yeah, I was just like waiting for them to be like, so you know how this goes. And I'll be like, all right, I'm going to clock out and leave. <laughs> like, you mean, I was accept- like, I was ready for it. I was accepting it. And I was like, all right, they're going to fire me. You know, it's no blame to them. Everything is on me.
0: Obviously, he doesn't cry about it because he has a internal like switch to not be able to be emotionally <laughs> attached to anything.
1: Go to my car and be like, I'm not. I don't feel anything right now, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> and hungry. <laughs> hungry. But um Yeah, so I was talking myself up. I'm like, I mean, if I get fired, we're like, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, you gotta worry about money and stuff like that. Like you can go get another job. Where are you gonna go? You gotta talk to your people, see if you can get any connections or anything like that. And you know, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, if I like if I could, I would love to take like three months off and just try and focus on everything, every meticulous thing that I can work on before I have to worry about now money. Yeah. But I mean, that's not it's not feasible if, unless you were saving up a lot. Yeah. And what you I wear? had to. No, <laughs> I wasn't. I had to. I had ready day money, but I had to use it because of something that's happened. And I just, I burned through that money. And I was like, cause I needed like a new battery. Uh, just life stuff. Just life stuff. Yeah. And they were not cheap.
0: <laughs> life is not cheap living it. No.
1: <laughs> so that was great. So I, I lost my, all my rainy day money. And then I was, sp- I've been trying to get it back, but it just it hasn't been working. So, um, So I was just trying to talk myself up. And then whenever they came in the morning, they were like.
0: Actually, you can keep your job.
1: Yeah, they were like. But the
0: next time. You're good.
1: Yeah, they were like, you know, the next time, that's it. There's nothing we can do for you. Yeah. I was like, I understand.
0: Yeah. And now. Yeah. What are you going to do, Shawn Michael?
1: Well, I'm still thinking on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With all the Apple time, he's still thinking about
1: it. Yeah, that's just me overthinking everything. Yes. But no, I mean, I put all my cards, all my marbles in the bag and see like, what is the thing that I need to do? And I even was talking to my mother about this. And I said, is it possible that I spread myself too thin? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to be focusing on one thing at mm-hmm. a time than working on several things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, you can be the jack of all trades. So then it led to me last night. I had a dream. Oh, yeah and it was filled with black widows like it was a very strange dream i'm not going to get into it cuz it's, it's long a, and detailed yeah it's a long detailed dream but the gist of it that i can remember is there were so many black widows and i was telling sarah about that and i was just like oh let me look up what black widows means in a dream and they said it usually represents negative or unpleasant things happening in a person's life dream of a black widow represents feelings of being trapped in a volatile or sensitive situation. You feel that if you make certain mistakes in handling this issue, there may be permanent or unfriendly consequences.
0: Which makes sense of what you were thinking about before you went to bed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I guess my subconscious is like, get your shit together.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, we're gonna die.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But then everybody who's saying... I was seeing this person on TikTok who said that she had gone down the path that everybody set for her. She went to Ivy League school. Mm. She got a job. She got married. She had kids. And she was sitting in her car and she busted down. She broke down crying. Yeah. She had no idea what she was doing with her life. She said that everything was fine in her life but she
0: it was missing something
1: yeah and that was crazy to me because i mean my entire life i was told the exact same thing yeah i'm pretty sure it's a bunch of everybody you know that's listening anybody that has had parents who have had ambitions like those have had those you conversations know, yeah, or
0: experiences like
1: you should go do that yeah And it's crazy to me. And then like on the other hand, I saw somebody who said that, you know, I was successful. But I was so unhappy Mm
0: -hmm. that the
1: success didn't matter to me anymore. Yes. So and they were 30, 35. They had been through a a lot of things like I'm not even close to that yet.
0: Oh, but you're so much closer than anything. No,
1: No, I understand. Like, I mean.
0: it'll it'll go in a blink it'll go pretty fast but you have time
1: but but i'm already thinking that it's over for me like (laughs) i'm only 22
0: and i'm like but then what quote unquote this world says oh you should have been already done with your four-year degree and stuff like that you're supposed to be graduated by now and doing your dream job blah 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 blah
1: yeah even then like family members will be like so what are you doing with your life and you know like i can tell them what i want to do and what I
0: hope to think do think
1: that I could be doing or, you know, what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that it's sufficient. I don't believe that they would be like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So you're trying to prove to them rather than what yourse- yourself yeah. Like you know what you're supposed to, what the script's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I could be like, you know, I'm I'm working on this, you know, podcast, all that stuff. But I don't think that they would care. They would just be like a in in one air out together. Yeah. Because it doesn't follow the guidelines that people would tend to follow. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. You know, they're feel free to think whatever they want.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not going to knock them for it. But uh, but that dream was just like, it just, okay. It just hit me with like a, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I know that I'm in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it I don't know where it came from. I guess maybe because I thought that I would be doing well a lot younger than, you know, it turned out. Yeah. But I mean, slowly you got to figure out that, you know, life is just going to be, you're living your life. So do it as best as you can.
0: Yeah. And I think like how you feel right now is so many people out there and identify and not just your age, but like everybody for a spectrum, like you said, that. 35 year old who's like a married and have kids realized that this wasn't the life she, she was following the rules and the rules gave her a false promise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a lot of people these days and stuff like that. And, um, I can identify cause with, you know, Catherine, she's all like, Oh, you know, I'm so worried for her cause I want her to really do something that she loves doing. And I even told her like, even if you go to college, like, You don't even have to really know what you want to do. Just be, you know, experience and so forth. And I was trying to explain it to her so she could have less anxiety where she's like, I don't even know what I want to do. And my daughter, she's about to be 19 and she's graduated um, high school and even graduated with an associate's and she's on her way to get, you know, a four year degree and, and explore that, which I'm, I'm more excited about the experience of being on her own, the experience that she is to be able to f- find who she is now, separate from all this mm-hmm. separate from she's still safe in a quote unquote, like she's not going to not have a shelter or food and stuff like that. She can make mistakes and learn from them. That's, it, it sounds counterproductive, but I'm hoping she makes some mistakes or I hope she feels, you know, to learn from those kind of things it's, and learn more about herself. Yeah. without having my influence or her dad's influence and I was trying to figure out how to explain that to her and that that's when it comes up with that um uh, that reel that I saw on Instagram that I shared that was like yes that is what I've been trying to say yeah so and that's when I share with uh show michael
1: yeah so I don't know it just and then it kind of went down the path of like went down the path of life
0: yeah what are you doing with it what are you doing with it now like don't live so much in the future that you forget to live now Mm -hmm. so
1: so then i i kind of was breaking it down to fundamentals of well if you didn't get what you wanted
0: would you be okay with it yeah like you can still not win the race but enjoy enjoy it Mm -hmm. be proud of you and on the that's what i've over my lifespan has figured out that and i've always heard it but i never really understood it until you know in the last couple years is that it's never been about the the finishing of it it's always been about the journey Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like living life is not finishing it it's being in it and doing it like i don't know but anyways, did you say you had a question for me or do you have another thought and then you were going to ask me?
1: Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, going down the path of life is, no, I'm not saying that it's, because it's a very kind of like, whoa. Vague
0: but, and heavy and wide and vast.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, it's going to sound like, oh they know what's kind of wrong with you, but what? like, how do you want to die?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's a good thing. That like, if you think about how you want to end it, Helps you figure out what you want to, how do you want to live up to that moment? Yeah, It's always thinking about like, like currently was what's your goal? What do you want to be like currently in the program doing about helping my health and stuff like that is like live your day Hmm. as if you won already. Like they say, whatever physical goal or mental goal, like what's the person you want to be? Yeah, And they say, think about that person and then live a day with the mannerisms, the thoughts, the patterns, and the behaviors of that person. And then tell me how it felt. And then that way, because it's not the end goal, it's always behaviors that uh, that make you into the person that you are. Yeah. Choiced or not behaviors and stuff like that. And I like that, how they did that because I, I'm not where I want to be where i am in my life or journey and stuff like that but it's not but i'm just not that i'm not enjoying it yeah uh
1: it's kind of weird for me i mean i actually don't know the answer how like you know i would want to die uh but
0: watching tv at 2 a.m on the couch and then passing away in my sleep (laughs) no uh
1: from a very young age i figured I, i thought i was gonna die young
0: really so did I. I always thought I was going to die in a car crash and my parents wouldn't let me because I had a dream that I died in a car crash. And they're like, okay, no, you're not getting in that car. You're not getting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why I'm paranoid with Catherine. Like any time you go in a car, I'm like, okay, you can't go into anybody's car until I've met them first. Mm-hmm. Just because that is, you know, one of the top reasons that, you know, young kids die is because of in car crashes and stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. novice drivers and stuff.
1: Yeah. But yeah. But- from a young age, I just figured, actually speaking of that car crash and stuff like that, in a lot of my dreams, I cannot control cars.
0: Mm, maybe because you don't feel like you have a handle in your life anyways.
1: I don't know. Like from from beginning, when I was first trying to start driving, I cannot control a car. And it was always like trying to swerve and trying to get it under control. I couldn't. And then after I got my license and everything, uh, even then, I would still have dreams of me just, like, not controlling, like, driving off cliffs and stuff like that. Oh, cheapest. Yeah. And. In your dreams. In my dreams. <laughs> not my excellent driver. <laughs> but in these, like, and then, like, the most recent dream where I was in a car, I was controlling it for a little bit, but I was having so much trouble.
0: Hmm. hmm it's very telling to where you are mm-hmm.
1: and that's all i can say about that but
0: <laughs> that's all i got to say about <laughs> forest camp <laughs> it's a great movie right one of the few good movies
1: but um i asked that question because it was just very i also had this thing where you know every a lot of guys that i've talked to they want to kind of like die in a blaze of glory like they want people to know that they saved somebody or they, you know, they did something for purpose yeah. a
0: reason that I was on this planet and stuff. I guess I'm very selfish because me is like, I want to die and uh, happy that I lived it to the fullest. Yeah. Not saving somebody. Not that I wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying like, I would like to, you know, die on the front porch, rocking, smiling back, looking at my grandkids and just spending it, enjoying the memories that I made.
1: Yeah. Which each reason is valid.
0: Yeah. Blaze of glory.
1: Hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um...
0: So I guess to our listeners, how would you like to die? And then how do you, is it okay to ask you that? Do you feel like, oh, don't talk about it? But you have to have those questions. Mm. You avoid those questions. Then you're avoiding something that's very important because just because it's hard to think about doesn't mean it doesn't need to be thought about. Yeah.
1: I mean, and then it leads to the, or I mean, I think about it a lot, right? hmm And I just not, can't find the answer. And don't get me wrong, if I had kids and stuff like that, I would love to see them grow up and everything. But I mean, I, ju- I guess it's just locked in for me from since I was a kid was, you know, you're gonna you're going to do what you got to do. And I feel like, like, I, as a kid, I always wanted to entertain from when i was a kid i tried to get people to laugh right Mm -hmm. whatever that meant Mm -hmm. being a fool like trying to get on the mannerisms of being funny
0: you being a fool
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i would see how other people made other people laugh and i would copy that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't work most of the time but i was a kid i didn't know yeah
0: i think it's like because that's like Adolescents, because katherine did that for a little while thank god whenever she found her own voice i think you know you have to mimic for a while to figure out what your pieces are and that's a life lesson as well mm. and then now kimberly my second oldest who's 12 going on 13 she's doing that right now and she's got some humor i'm just like i love you so much but please stop
1: yeah so i always tried to make people laugh and everything and it just never would work out and then sooner or later, it just kind of became second nature for me to where people would start laughing. Mm-hmm. And I don't—I had developed my own sense of humor.
0: And which is hilarious because now me and Jesse, we were having dinner the other day. We were busting up so much. I forgot what we were talking about, but it was just like, oh, it's good to have Shawn Michael over again. It's been a long time. <laughs> I miss those days when food almost comes out my nose.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but... um you know, I, I tried to establish that. And then as a kid, I guess just like locked in that, you know, oh, you're here to entertain, entertaining makes you good. It makes you feel good. Whether that means it also gives you sort of adrenaline and you, freaking, oh, yeah. I love to follow adrenaline.
0: Swear. <laughs> oh, life's in danger. Woohoo!
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, so I guess I was seeing that as like, you want to entertain you follow adrenaline stuff like that. And then I guess I was like, you want to do all this. And then, At a good time, you want to clock out. Mm. Like a good age or whatever.
0: Oh, so you don't want to have it recede. You don't want to live and recede. Like you said, you want to be at the peak and then leave it at the peak rather than read it in in the receding part. Like there's always like a roller coaster, there's a peak and then there's the downgrade. Yeah. You don't want to live in the downgrade?
1: I don't know. I don't know where this, like this, uh, where's this life taking me? (laughs) I don't know where this idea came from. I mean, I didn't even know about like legends and stuff like that at that age. Mm -hmm. You know how legends, if they die young, when they were at the peak of their, you know, at their lifetime. Journey, yeah. Yeah. They're more remembered. I mean, you still talk about Kurt Cobain. Or if you imagine Michael Jackson at the peak of his career, if he had gone, people would talk about him like he was what could have been. So much.
0: Tupac, Aaliyah. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, and Biggie, stuff like that. He only released so much music, like not enough.
0: So kind of like in a relationship, you always, in the very beginning, think they could be this person. Mm -hmm. And then the very beginning, and then that's why you're so fascinated with them and stuff like that until you get to know them and you realize this is the real parts. And then so the honeymoon kind of falls out. Or whatever kind of like some of artists now like they've gone you're like where's madonna
1: yeah well with love i i don't know with love you you realize that it's gonna fade sooner or later you have to find new things to do with your significant other that makes you fall in love with them again i mean i know it's hard it's gonna be hard
0: well they're just, just it's just a choice even on the like the novice days or whatever you just Love is a choice to stay with that person, even if it's not always a peak thing, because like we said before in podcasts where I love what the one guy says is that life is not constantly at these peaks of high happiness. Yeah. And it just like life is not on the lowest of low sadness. It's always that in between of this, of just contentment.
1: I think you're taking a Z. I'm sorry.
0: Is Maybe. It? I don't remember. It was, it was one of those quick I hate oh. referring to TikToks on here. <laughs> Need to be sponsored or something but
1: No, oh, but i mean yeah you can't which i do like not like
0: own TikTok. these are reels on instagram <laughs> i refuse to be a tiktoker like everybody else
1: yeah i know i'll watch shit out of it but anyways <laughs> i understand that right yeah you need for human for human to feel like they're living life they need purpose they need problems we all do as yeah. much as you say you have problems Yes, you have problems, but you're going to need those to keep going.
0: That reminds me of the Matrix mm-hmm. when they were talking about, like, we did have a utopia world yeah. where everything was perfect and the humans just died off. And so we had to create this. That's at the end. Spoiler uh, is that they created these journeys and these hero things because they realized that human ni- beings needed it. And that's why they made the Matrix and they just redo it all the time because mm-hmm. they needed something. They needed purpose. They needed to have... Yeah, issues
1: exactly like you know you can't have everything given to you because then you're just gonna
0: be a spoiled brat You're no, gonna... <laughs> be complacent. Hence yeah. why most of the celebrities who are like, I never, you know, if you,
1: I mean, people will probably be like, yeah, I want everything I wanted, but you don't really truly would know what that means because yeah. if you had gotten everything that you've ever wanted, you would start to not want anything.
0: Yeah, it has weight to it or whatever, and
1: and then you would feel like everything is boring. Nothing is, you know, you have to feel some sort of challenge.
0: That's where creativity is born is when you don't have it easy.
1: Mm.
0: That's like, I love that. I was, I watched this one lady who is a child psychologist and stuff like that. And she's saying, please, when children come to you and say they're bored, you know, don't, you know, don't try and accommodate them. Like mm. this is, you're preventing them from being creative. Because what happens after boredom is where imagination is then reborn. Yeah, and so I think it's happened a lot with our generation is that we're so accommodating to the point that now they become numb or bored or lack of creativity, which I think is the essence of human beings. We are here to create. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at it, all the you know animals across the world, they they build things and stuff like that. It's pretty massive and beautiful and stuff like that. But they're only, it's only one thing. We yeah. create such a vast, vastness of things and, and even create beings. We, we get to choose who we want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift in itself and I think that's what human beings are. And that is our purpose is to create. Shout out to um, Magic by uh, Elizabeth Gilbert. She's yeah. the one that authored Eat, Pray, Love. I love that book, Magic. I know you tried to read it and stuff like that, but in the book at the end, that's the whole point of it is that we're human beings and we're made to create. How dare we also demand not only it be our purpose, but also our our money? Yeah. Because that can stifle it out. And she's like, don't do that. Which then brings me, if you, unless you have something else to say, brings me to that that reel that i said and i um that i watched and i showed show michael before we started talking um to my daughter because he said exactly what i've been trying to say to so many generations and people of all ages is that getting a good job is not the point because you can get a good job like you said you can have everything given to you and not have it but Mm -hmm the skill set of what I was telling Shemichael, when he's like, I don't know what to do. I've got all this. I I know I have to find out what I want to do. I'm like, finding out what you want to do or what even your passions are, that can be really hard. Be like, I don't know what my passions are. Well, take a step back and review that. It's like find out who you are, and the only way to find out who you are is exploring things and finding things. Like I told my twelve year old, she's like, when I told her, I'm like, I'm glad for Catherine to figure out what she wants because there might be some elements of what she wants to do in pursuing this degree but if she changes it tomorrow I'm not going to be mad at her yeah and so the only way to discover who we are is a life journey mm-hmm. you'll find pieces of essence of what that is like for me is definitely helping people i find consistency like you saying you love entertaining people like making people laugh and that gives you joy mm-hmm. and that's what you find out and the the guy said and I'll probably post it on our um, our Instagram at Cone podcast <laughs> and is that he was telling twenty year olds there's a lot of pressure and stuff like just find out what you enjoy doing. if it's swimming. If it's like he said he was really into tropical plants and stuff like that, but he was also interested in videos and all the other kind of stuff. like we were made to create. yeah, that's what being human is. And then, like I was showing it, explaining to him how that applies in my life is that when I was in um, college, I had to do a paper and it was luckily on anything I want to do in my psychology. And I decided to do eating disorders and eating. And then Mm. which became health, which I realized I really loved learning about health and, and so forth and nutrition and and being wellness and stuff like that. And I thought that's what I want to do for a while is that was going to be my job was helping people be well, but That wasn't it but luckily i did it helped my husband because we had i had to learn how to heal him because he has a autoimmune disease which then led me to a job that i had because i was volunteering at this lady christina roughly organic or whatever and then she ended up needing a job and so i got that job and i really enjoyed it because Mm. i felt like i had purpose in it but it was only a small chapter it wasn't a forever job there's only moments and stuff like that which led me to other things and it all started because of my interest in nutrition. So instead of saying, what's your job? You know, like, you know, like when they asked me if I was going to be an operations manager for this company, it was owned by a, you know, a social media person. I couldn't tell you how I was going to make those steps. And that's the things you don't need to ask. They ask is like, what do I really enjoy doing? And then that will lead you down the path and eventually it's going to happen. So like you like entertaining, find those proficiencies because the skills that you're working, like he's, this guy said is that you're learning that you can learn things and that you have this um, belt of skills that you produce. Maybe you never use them again. Who knows? Mm. But there's no shame in doing that. Yeah. And
1: I was, these are the questions that I was you know, pondering in my mind and I wanted to, on tape here just in case anybody had these questions as well you know it's just mm-hmm. not another goddamn sean therapy session
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no there's so many people just like you and that's why we built this podcast was one to bring comfort to people that might be you know during especially during quarantine where they didn't have an outlet or people to sit and listen and our conversation like I miss being able to be around friends and just listening and learning from them and I thought well if I feel that way there's got to be at least one other person besides Sean to mm-hmm. be able to feel the same way which we do and we appreciate you and we're glad that we can fill that need for you but also the other thing is we we identify in certain things as people and then to share that and in the second part of this podcast for me is to encourage people because that's who I am. That's like the bone marrow of my life is to encourage and support other people in finding and fulfilling whatever it is for them. Yeah, That brings me joy. You do entertainment and joy, uh, you know, sparking something in them. And then me, I just like being supportive and helping somebody achieve something in them.
1: Yeah, I like to entertain because- I've seen people who have been like down deep in the dumps, like terrible, just feeling awful about themselves. And then whenever I crack a joke that really like strikes a chord with them, and they laugh, and they're like, "I really needed that."
0: Yeah, so it just
1: makes me feel a lot better.
0: Yeah, so that I say is the um, it goes bone marrow of whatever your life's gonna be. Like it's going to be in different vehicles and stuff like that for a period of time. And so instead of saying, how am I going to support my life and be like, no, how am I going to give this gift that I've been given into it? Cause it's very needed. You can't say nobody needs encouragement. You can't say nobody needs a good laugh because it's needed. There are needs out there, just like economics There's a need and a demand. So obviously there's a need and then the demand's going to fulfill itself in seeking that out. Mm so I hope this encourages you is there anything else you would like to add to Michael otherwise we can
1: um the things that affect your life as far as dwindling it mm-hmm. that it also become your vices for me it would probably be like from when I was a kid uh I would have to you know derive my time to being you know we always try to find something that would take our time away from what we're living in and I know we were talking about smoking before this. Oh
0: yes.
1: <laughs> and like I knew from you know a young age that I wasn't gonna smoke. That's just how I just feel, felt that. He was
0: smart enough be. to put the dots together. Where like smoking is bad for your health. People get addicted to it, and it ends lives and makes everybody around them miserable. Probably shouldn't do it. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> so you're smoking this and it's got like all these like different types of things in it, and they're like yeah why
0: because <laughs> <laughs> i can say but from it's experience a stress reliever. yeah it is and from my confession of what i do make sure that my kids and people around me know that i wasn't like a super avid smoker there was one time in high school that my friends were smoking and i tried it i've probably talked about it before and Just one day, I'm like, oh, let me try it. And then I did. And then, of course, I was majorly into my passion, which at the time was water polo and swimming. Obviously, very physically demanding. And if you ever try to do a sport while holding your breath, breathing is pretty important. Mm. And so I remember that next day sucking so bad, so, so bad. I was like, you know what? That cigarette ain't worth it. So I obviously gave it up because I hadn't done it for very long. And then I found something that was much better than I enjoyed for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Fast forward, um, whenever was working crazy hours, I wasn't seeing my kids that often. I was in the middle of a divorce being separated for a couple of years trying to figure out. And then of course I was a, I was a manager Managing this really big thing, horrible situation, hanging out with some people and stuff like that afterwards, and they all smoked. And so eventually I ended up smoking first, fresh relief. Mm-hmm. I literally would smoke a cigarette on my way to work. <laughs> I should be telling of the story of the work, and then one afterwards, maybe one during a day. And it mm-hmm. was, and now I have that, and I, I've quit. And, um, I didn't smoke a pack a day or anything like that. Like some people did. And like, I'm usually a pack would last me for whatever long, Yeah. but, um, it definitely still, I still struggle with that today. Cause it was for a good period of time and I revisited one time cause I really want to, but I learned I was going to about to have kids and was like, no, 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 I need to quit this. I don't like this. I don't want this but I could feel every time I get stressed, I now know like whenever I feel like I want to have a cigarette I'm like okay I'm actually stressed out so yeah I need to accommodate this but I don't go and get the cigarette because I don't want that but I remember telling my husband I'm like this is still a struggle for me like you might not know it is anymore sort of thing but there are some days I'm like man I can just really go and get a cigarette or something like that but I think that's people feel like um if it's struggle, they have to give in or something like it doesn't have to be cigarettes. It doesn't have to be drugs. It could be food. It could be a certain event. It could be whatever shopping or something like that. You have that impulse because it accommodates that thing, but how you overcome it is not that it never bugs you anymore. It's just, you just become stronger with it and you have that.
1: Yeah. For me, I don't understand. Like I'd say that, you know, every kid is going to do it, but, (laughs) uh, you know, my parents didn't smoke. They, you know, they were very adamant about it. And then my dad ended up smoking.
0: <laughs> and your mom just she's just really allergic to smoke.
1: Yeah, and she just didn't want to do like deal with it. And I was surrounded by like I was surrounded by cigarettes. I was surrounded by drugs. You know, drinks were always the you know available. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't do any of it. I don't smoke. I don't even like the only time that i drink is whenever i'm hanging out with friends and even then after that day i don't drink anymore it's
0: not like i need a good glass of wine
1: yeah when i come home i'm not like oh
0: i need a beer yeah. <laughs> i can't understand that i've done the glass of wine thing where i'm like i just need to unwind or whatever but i don't do it avidly at home or anything like that now
1: i'm just like just give me like you know i'll come home and then i I'll a eat couple like,
0: shots of whiskey is yeah fine. <laughs>
1: a couple just a couple licks (laughs) i'll come home like have like a freaking like fruit snack (laughs) and then then i'll just be like all right time to decompress and i'll just sit in my room have the ac on me and then just like
0: that's a finished pack of you know oreos (laughs) but that's the other kind of addiction people forget it. like that's a, on the same level as not going and getting that cupcake and stuff like that yeah, it's that's, the same I mean, idea
1: like we have addiction around our family and for us it's probably it's gonna be it's food that's our yeah. addiction yeah and so I was like there's no way that I'm gonna have that and then add on to it right, Like these other things but you know it just leads I go into, for just
0: liver disease when you can have uh, you know lung cancer too right? let's
1: you know. catch them all <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know we were talking about that because we were talking about life and everything like that that I had to deal with I had all these questions and then it just led into we also talked about stress and then cigarettes came up because it's a big stress reliever yeah and you know
0: I don't recommend it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah me neither I wouldn't recommend it especially they're expensive as shit
0: Right, they keep doing that too, because that's supposed to be a deterrent. And you have some, I guess. But I remember telling my husband, like, yeah, it's still, you know, a big thing for me. Every once in a while, I want one. I'm not going to lie about it, whatever. And like, my mom burnt some toast one day, and ever, and then my toaster like super bad, where it was like smoke in the house, <laughs> and I was around it, and I've been cooking around it, and tried to help clean out my toaster or whatever. And later in the day, my husband's like, "Have you been smoking?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh." Like you don't know what
1: smoke smells like. Right? Because
0: mm. that smells like burnt toast is far and few closeness of like cigarette smokes, But I just thought it was funny. And I was laughing at him.
1: Yeah. I was like, you buy six packs of, you know, you buy like seven packs of cigarettes. I'm like, man, you could have just bought like three grams. Not like,
0: <laughs> like, And not care about the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, that's just our little, our little tale, of the, ta- uh, tale of the take, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll never forget. So there was somebody um, close to us. The reason why we also talked about cigarettes is because we found out somebody in our group had started smoking at work and we were taken back a little bit and I felt bad because that person came into super big fire. (laughs) My favorite is Shawn Michael's like, excuse me, you're not allowed in this conversation. These are for non-smokers only. (laughs) I was
1: like, this conversation's for non-smokers only.
0: (laughs) All these little jabs and stabs.
1: I'm like, look, just sit over there with your cigarette. All right, <laughs> we'll be over here having, you know. With
0: my wheeze. I have a wheeze. Okay, let me tell you. not
1: from smoking. It's
0: not from smoking. I've only gotten it in the last couple of years and I haven't had a cigarette in like almost a decade and stuff like that. And that mm-hmm. was even just one or whatever. And I, I remember being a kid trying to wheeze like my mom because she has asthma reason to wheeze. I was like trying to mimic my mom and make fun of her for laughing and just silence. And now here I am, never having to try. Dreams do come true. <laughs> like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and so my husband's like, can you just laugh normally and breathe? No, I'm like, I'm not trying to do this on purpose. It just comes out. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I have asthma.
1: I have like a like, a, like different laughs.
0: Yes. I love... I was thinking about that the other day because I heard my husband laughing out loud. He has different laughs and I miss this one type of laugh that he does. And he did it the other day and I heard it from the other side of the house and it was because he was watching Friends. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but uh,
1: I guess... It's, I mean, that's all we had to, I mean, that's all I had to talk about. Uh,
0: Nothing deep or anything. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. You know, no pressure. Just Funny stories. <laughs>
0: This is a lighthearted podcast.
1: Yeah. People are <laughs> going to be sitting there like shit, man. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Thanks for asking though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not how everybody is asked that question and stuff like that. And I'm here to let you know that it will come to you. Just enjoy what you enjoy doing. Or if you don't know what that is, try it.
1: Just your run-of-the-mill existential crisis.
0: I mean, don't try meth or anything, but, like, just try and find a new hobby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, no, come on. We do crack around here. It's cheaper.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching this. The MTV shows, like, where they would do these documentaries on real kids lives and stuff like i live with an eating disorder or whatever and there was this guy i'm addicted to um prescription and they literally he couldn't afford a prescription anymore and he couldn't find a doctor to get it from because he got hurt and he was addicted i forget maybe Vicodin, and something hard like that i'm really a novice when it comes to drugs or whatever mm. and he literally said i couldn't afford whatever anymore so i had to go find heroin but it's just not the same I'm like jesus <laughs> christ on a bike
1: it's <laughs> like where do you even start looking
0: <laughs> right and the fact that he could find it so easily i'm like jeep Like,
1: hey yo i need some heroin <laughs> this entire group of people do y'all have any connections <laughs> it's like the, and the cameraman and, and the sound
0: guy like <laughs> is he talking to us
1: <laughs> he's like they told me they would give me prescription if i did this show So that's why i'm here <laughs> but uh um, on
0: that note on that note <laughs> Don't forget to write us and uh, comment, share, screenshot, mm-hmm. whatever, and share us with your friends, too.
1: You can send anything you want to send us uh, at podcast at gmail.com, or you can also DM us if it's like really short or whatever. You, you can send like novels, more fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's comfortable for you, you can DM us at Instagram at uh, Cloud Cloud Home.
0: podcast, And then you can tweet.
1: You can tweet at us I so under 130 P. characters yeah and i was like i even my the only tweet that's up is that no one's on this bitch which <laughs> i stand by <laughs> until someone you know is like i'm, I'm here <laughs> then i'll be like all right only one person's on this bitch <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm surprised Twitter on this such an argumentative place. Nobody wants to say like nobody's on the I'm on this B. Right. You can't say that. And starts a whole Twitter rage.
1: That's the way to do it.
0: And then I think that is it. So my name is Sarah.
1: And my name is Sean. And this is Cloud Cone signing out.